Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. This is Wednesday, May 16th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 502 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set, ready and set to discuss, of course, our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment. Which, which, of course, we brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame King Ice. Representing here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also a part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoot.com. Joining J.D. tonight, of course, with the wrestling history and birthdays is the, the human suplex machine, John Gross. John is another member of the Raw Radio Broadcast team and also the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. And also joining us on the line here tonight, here, folks, is a contributor to WWS Raw Radio, a 2017 Hall of Famer, and also he's also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in our radio network circles. But of course, if you think of his nickname here, folks, all you have to do is think about that uh, that famous character from the 60s sitcom Happy Days and where he went simply a little bit just like this, and he went, E. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am referring to, of course, the two-time and current WWUS United States champion, the ROHUS World Heavyweight Champion, and the ROHUS Pure Champion, and, of course, the NXTUS North American Champion. He is, of course, Fonzie. He is now joining us on the line here as well. Let's bring in J.D., John, and Fonzie. And what will be an explosive and dynamic episode 502 of Revolution? Yep, let's get it on. It's hump day. You know what that means. Time to get humped. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, but yes, absolutely. They're right not too far. We're going down the other side here, heading towards the weekend here, folks. And of course, tonight our live video feed comes to us from our group dedicated to the American Wrestling Association, that of course being AWA US. History lives. <laughs> Join us on the live video feed from AWA US here tonight. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups 
forward slash AWA US history. And if you want to join us, of course, on our live video, I mean, of course, on talkshoe.com, of course, the phone number, as always, is 1-724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND to match six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which, will, of course, will include, our, our, in addition to our wrestling news and views of history and birthdays, we'll be, of course, talking about in full detail about last night's edition of SmackDown. And also, of course, right after that, folks, uh, we'll have we'll, we'll probably just end up having a whole boatload of fun, but of course, <clears throat> right. But before we get to all that here, folks, we of course will take care of our wrestling news and views as always. And here to bring you the latest wrestling news updates here from King Ice is the Ice Man, Jared Geronimo. JD, what's going on here today? All right, Dolly Callis discussed the possibility of Enzo Mori coming to Impact Wrestling now that he has been cleared of his alleged rape incident. On the latest Impact Media call, per pro wrestling sheet, Callis, better known to you all as Cyrus Howard, asked that the company would be open to working with Omori after police closed the case without filing charges on him due to insufficient evidence. Callis said the following this afternoon. Never say never. You evaluate talent based on need and what you're looking to do. We have a long-term plan for how we engage with talent in terms of who's going to be on the roster, what roster spots we need to build, etc. It's not as much of a random thing, so um, you know, as with any other talent, I think time will only tell. Meanwhile, however, SmackDown is reportedly, however, being shopped as the NBC focus could be seen it shows, however, mind you, split between networks as it works to negotiate, however, mind you, new TV deals, however. According to a new report, THR reports that NBC Universal is focusing on renewing Raw and as a result, SmackDown is being shopped down to various networks. While that sounds like a problem for WWE, it's more of an embarrassment of riches. NBC Universal is expected to pay as much as three times the current deal for Raw, which airs on USA Network. Sources say that Fox is being speculated as the next home for SmackDown, which is on, on NBCU Network since 2010. Both NBC Universal and WWE declined to comment on the negotiations. Live sports and sports entertainment bring a marquee value in the current television landscape because it is much more likely to garner most of its audience immediately and not by time-shifted DVR viewing or SVOD platforms. Fox secured the rights earlier this year to Thursday Night Football for a huge five-year, $550 million deal, and Fox is expected to invest heavily in live sports programming as it divests itself of its sister production company, 21st Century Fox Television, in Fox's sale with Disney. Meanwhile, however, WWE announced, however, that they will be releasing 2K19 in the fall. The WWE Instagram account announced on Wednesday that the game will follow the pattern of the previous 2K games and hit toward the end of the year. No word yet on who will be on the cover. Meanwhile, Chris Jericho is back in the news, and yes, folks, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roll, however, will be debuting a new rock show on Sirius's XM Octane channel. Sirius XM announced the news on Wednesday that it will host the Rock of Jericho once a month starting this Friday, however. Meanwhile, so be sure to check that out. The show will debut Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time before becoming available on demand. Don't miss the free broadcast, 5.19 Saturday at noon Eastern Standard Time, Sunday 3 p.m., Monday at 9 o'clock, Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., next Wednesday at 2 p.m., next Thursday at 10 p.m. All these times are Eastern Standard Time, by the way, in case you're curious. On NXT tonight, meanwhile, however, meanwhile, you had the following matches take place. Lacey Evans took on Brandy Lauren, Ricochet took on the Velveteen Dream, Kona Reeves against Raul Mendoza, and Pete Dunne, One Lurkan, and Danny Burch put the Undisputed Era on notice, however, believe it or not, as far as the tag team thing goes. 
Finally, however, in other news, however, mind you, as we said, however, the game after last night, which Tampa Bay won four to one, however, against Washington. Game four of the Eastern Conference Finals, however, will commence tomorrow in Washington D.C. between the Caps and the Lightning. In addition to that, folks, however, mind you, however, we also know that tonight our Las Vegas and Winnipeg will be playing shortly in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena, believe it or not, however, mind you, in Game 3 of the Western Final. Also, speaking of Don Callis, he announced the following, however, about TNA's status. On the company's plans for the Impact Grand Championship down the line, Callis said to be determined, but if you watch our show... We introduced some new titles, new world, new world title, new X Division title, new knockout title, new tag team title. So that may give you an indication of where the priorities lie. I've never been a fan of companies that had too many belts, so we'll probably stick with that philosophy outside any championships I've mentioned. On Alberto Del Rio being released, he said, I think a lot of that has been covered. I don't have anything new to add to that. I certainly wish him all the best in the stuff that he's doing in his life. And on Rich Swan's arrival and impact that will be debuting possibly in a few weeks, Cal said, Rich is a guy that has resurfaced on the independent scene, working for a bunch of indie promotions. His wife, Sue Young, works for us and works as an advocate for him coming in. So, yeah, he's going to be at our next set of tapings. He'll get an opportunity in the same way that our talent that comes in gets an opportunity to show what they can do. And finally, Raw did a 1.9 rating this past week on Monday night. Thank you very much, sir. J.D., of course, J.D., along with King and W.O.R. T. Smith is King Ice your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They're bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the radio network. And if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, Super Blue and Duct Tape, you cannot beat that big-time combination. Let's see what John has on hand here in the rest of history and birthdays for today, May the 16th. 54 years ago today, which would put it at 1964, in Omaha, Nebraska, Vern Gagne defeated Mad Dog Vachon to win the AWA World Heavyweight title for the seventh time. 34 years ago today, which would put it at 1984, actor Andy Kaufman died of lung cancer in Los Angeles at the age of 35. Known for his work as Lotka Gravis on the hit TV series Taxi, Kaufman occasionally wrestled, calling himself the intergender wrestling champion of the world, and offered a million dollars to any woman that could beat him. Wrestling-wise, he's also known for his long feud with Jerry Lawler. Kaufman would be the subject of a biographical film in 1999 called Man on the Moon, which featured Lawler, which, by the way, I will say Jim Carrey did a great, did a good uh, um, role as Andy Kaufman in that, by the way. I will give him that. 31 years ago today, would put it at 1987 in Atlanta, Georgia. The Midnight Express won the vacated NWA United States Tag Team titles over the team of Ronnie Garvin and Barry Winter. 20 years ago today, put it at 1998. ECW presented a matter of respect, 98, uh, excuse me, from the ECW arena in Philadelphia. Spike Dudley, the Sandman, and Tommy Dreamer defeated the Dudley Boys in a stairway to hell match. 19 years ago today, 1999, WWF presented No Mercy from the Manchester Evening News Arena in Manchester, England. The UK exclusive event would not be released for North American audiences until January 4th of 2000, more than six months after the event took place. And about two and a half months after the WWF, an American version of the event, (coughs) uh, well, about five months later, WWF would do an American version of No Mercy. 
19 years ago today, also 1999, ECW presented Hardcore Heaven from the Mid-Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York. Paz defeated Chris Candido in under 70 seconds to retain the ECW World Heavyweight title and also retained his ECW title in a false count anywhere match over Bubba Ray Dudley. 18 years ago today, 2000, the year 2000, at SmackDown taping in Detroit, Gerald Briscoe defeated Crash Hollywood to win the hardcore title. Here's the story that went to how that happened. Crash was napping in the Acolytes locker room. As the Acolytes went somewhere, Briscoe had a referee in tow and pinned the sleeping Crash to win the, hard, the hardcore title. After Crash awoke from his sleep and wondered where his belt was, he attacked Briscoe leading to an unannounced hardcore title match between Crash Holly and the new champion, Gerald Briscoe. Seventeen years ago today, put at the year 2001, Sh- Shoyochi Ar- Ar- Arai, that's how I pronounce it, sadly was found dead in Mizumoto Park in Tokyo at the age of 35 in where he was he had hung himself with a tie. Actually, it was 16, 16 years ago today, which was in 2002. Sorry about that. He took over Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling after buying it from founder Atushi Onita in 1995. Under his tenure, the deathmatch style that made FMW famous was phased out. While it led to safer working conditions, attendance and revenue declined. It sped up when one of his top support draw, Hayabusha, broke his neck in a match in October of 2001. Fourteen years ago today, put at 2004, WWE presented Judgment Day from the Staples Center in Los Angeles with an attendance number of 18,722 and 235,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That is down from 315 homes for the 2003 event. And this was the first time Judgment Day was used as a SmackDown pay-per-view show. The show would also feature the debut of Mordecai as he defeated Scotty Tuhati. Of course, this would be Mordecai. This would be one of Mordecai's first two pay-per-view appearances. Chavo Guerrero won back his cruiserweight title over Jacqueline. JBL defeated Eddie Guerrero by DQ in the WWE Championship match. However, Eddie still remained the champion. The bout is also known for Guerrero bleeding from a mess of chair shot, making Guerrero literally gush blood from his forehead. Ooh. Twelve years ago today, put it at 2006 in Omaha, Nebraska, Edge defeated Kane in a Gold Rush tournament finals when Lita, Kane's storyline wife, turned on him after she handed Edge's briefcase. Lita and Edge had been a real-life couple for a few months after the shocking breakup between Lita and Matt Hardy in February of 2005. And this turned Lita heel for the first time since 2000 when she was with S.A. Rios. Seven years ago today, put it at 2011, TNA rebranded their weekly TV show as Impact Wrestling using the tagline, Wrestling Matters Again. And that first taping of the rebranding at Universal Orlando Abyss, yes, John is not making this up, Abyss won the X Division title over Kazarian. Six years ago today, put it at 2012, Ring of Honor star Tommaso Chiapa announced via his Twitter he was diagnosed with diverticulitis. And we also have some we also have some birthdays here, folks. Here we go. Today's a happy forty fourth birthday to Alex Wright. And today's also a happy seventy ninth birthday to Johnny Rods, who I believe The unpredictable Johnny Rods. 
Well, neither one that I think. Uh, Train Taz uh, and uh, Big Dick Dudley, Matt Stryker, and others, yes. They, they, was he the one that trained Roddy Piper? No, I, uh, I don't think so. Let me, uh, Johnny Ross. His, his real name was Johnny Ross. I remember Roddy Piper in an interview saying something about somebody named Johnny Ross. Johnny Ross trained. Hold on a second. He trained Bill DeMott. No, J.D., he faced Roddy Piper, and he became Johnny Rod's manager, I think. I think that's uh, right. That sounds right, I think, but I'm looking here. He trained uh, Damien DeMano, Tommy Jr., Big Dick Dudley, Bubba Ray, Devon, Bill DeMott, Jason Knight, Vince Russo, Matt Stryker, Big Cass, Taz, and others. Right, but... But uh, but I did hear something about that. I think that he in one of his, in Roddy Piper's first matches he wrestled his name. He was going by uh, uh, he was going he went by another name. I can't think of what they said. His real name was Johnny Ross. What I heard. Huh. I remember Roddy Piper here saying that it's on the greatest wrestling stars of the eighties. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to go back and watch that again. Yeah, uh, who else we had? The Godfather, you said right? Uh, no, 40, happy forty fourth birthday to Alex Wright. By the way. That was Wonder Kid Berlin. Yes, and here are some two celebrity birthdays, and they are unfortunately somber ones here. Hmm. First one uh, would have been the 90th birthday of Billy Martin. Martin wow, made history. Yes. became the first baseball celebrity to appear at WrestleMania 1. That record was broken. And Bob Uecker appeared at two WrestleManias in 87 and 88. But yet, Martin is also remembered for his five stints with the New York Yankees. Uh, from 1975. That's right. Including a World Series win in 1977. There's volatility on on and off the field, made him a fan favorite, but very hated amongst adversaries. 1986, his number one was retired by the Yankees. Sadly, on Christmas Day, 1989, he was killed in a single vehicle accident when the car he was in slid off an icy road down a 300-foot embankment near his farm in Port Crane, New York. He died that evening at the age of 61. He was set to manage the Yankees in 1994, six time at the time of his death. Also, another celebrity who would have been 99 years old today, Liberace. Oh, wow, yeah. He was WrestleMania. He was the guest timekeeper for the main event of the first WrestleMania. And he had a little bell with him. Yes, that's right, <laughs> with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. He also guest star with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T on Saturday Night Live the night before the event. He won 10 Emmys, had six gold albums, and a pair of stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and announced that he was a, he was a homosexual. He died of cytomegalovirus just three months after he had performed at Radio City Music Hall and his final TV appearance on the Christmas 1986 episode of the Oprah Winfrey Show. He died on February 4, 1987. <clears throat> hey, gentlemen, I got a question for you. Y'all want to ride on the Hello train? Yes, today is a happy 57th birthday to Charles Wright, of course, also known as the Godfather. And we got some history on him. Oh, and I do have two other birthdays, too, real quick. John probably didn't point them out. The Miracle, Mike Bennett, turning 33 today. And also another somber birthday today would have been the 71st birthday of Buddy Jack Roberts, however, who died six years ago, sadly, due to pneumonia in November 2012. Oh, one of the one of the free birds. Oh, okay. Yes, Buddy Jack Roberts. Okay. The Godfather entered professional wrestling business after after notice tending after being noticed attending to a bar by wrestlers during that film of Sylvester Stallone movie Over the Top, which was released in February of eighty seven. 
The rest of us is all gave him the advice as which is large body type and look. He should he should try seeking out Larry Sharp and his factory to get into the business. Eventually right parlays him a job with Jerry Lawler in the USWA with, with the gimmick the wrestlers from the bar had given him and took the name The Soul Taker. He was in the USWA Unified World Heavyweight title in October 1989, held it for the next two weeks. He also toured in New Japan for a weapon in 1990 after a couple of stints in Japan and other American independent promotions. Wyatt was brought into the WWF at the suggestion of his friend Mark Calloway, who of course you know as The Undertaker. He made his first appearance on May 28, 1991 at a Superstars of Wrestling in Tucson, Arizona. He competed there and briefly at house shows as Sir Charles. That would be developed. Even when talking about later, right, only remembers wearing robes he purchased from another wrestler to the ring. He was then repackaged the next year as Papa Shango, a voodoo practitioner, a practitioner with an appearance reminiscent of the Iowa Baron Samiti. The character made his debut on February 8, 1992, defeating enhancement talent Dale Wolf. Shango also carried a skull to the ring and could control arena lights, allowing for strange occurrences in the ring, and could cast spells to cause opponents pain and to make them vomit from afar. He was thrust into the spotlight almost immediately. Running into age, Sid Justice at WrestleMania 8 against Hulk Hogan, Shingo missed his line to run in as he was supposed to break up a pinfall attempt after Hogan nailed a big leg drop on Justice. However, due to Shingo getting to the ring late, Sid was forced to kick out the save angle. Shingo did enter the ring, and him and Justice attacked Hogan until Ultimate Warrior made his return and helped his rival Hogan against Sid and Shingo. After WrestleMania, Sid and the Warrior were scheduled to begin a feud. However, Sid had previously failed a drug test and was taken out of the WWF. If he was rewritten with Shango instead of Sid, where he would cast voodoo spells on his opponent, despite numerous segments with Warrior vomiting and bleeding and Shango putting a paint on Warrior's head, if he went nowhere and Warrior went on to challenge Randy Savage at SummerSlam 92 for the world title. Fonzie, did you say that you got power back? Sorry, Ted. Fonzie, did you say you got power back? Nope. I'm, okay, if you get power back when you get a chance, Tara, you know where Bex Run Road and Raven is, right? You, you're near that area, I know, right? Where? Bex Run Road and, uh, like I said, uh, Raven, Raven Street in Cary. I'm not sure. Okay, well, they said that, they said right now, middle road between First and Agony Road and Baldwin, Route 51 from the West End Bridge to the Baldwin-Whitehall line, Route 88 is closed. Because of the storm. I mean, they got flooded. I mean, they got heavily. Uh, yeah, yeah look at it. Is. I mean, it, yeah, it's ugly yeah, right now. Creek. Yeah, fucking creek there. Yeah, there's a, yeah, it went over its bank big time because of the storm. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. Um, Warrior was released from WWF. However, Shingo received a World Heavyweight title match against Bret Hart at Saturday Night's Main Event, but was unsuccessful. His final pay-per-view appearance was at the 93 Royal Rumble, and where he was the number three entrant, but Ric Flair would eliminate him. Shango would appear at WrestleMania 9, where he took on Tito Santana in a rematch from SummerSlam 92, where Santana got the victory. Shango was seen infrequently on WWF television afterwards, and following a loss to Jim Duggan in the 1993 King of the Ring qualifying match, he would make two televised appearances against enhancement talent Excuse me, in June and July of 93. The character was... Pillared by fans and also voted the worst gimmick and the most embarrassing wrestler in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards for 1992. 
Bret Hart also considered Shingo to, to, to be possibly the second worst idea in WWF history after the Gobbly Booker. And, well, and, well, and of course, I'll finish it in just a moment. I do have to step away for just one second. And, uh, and JD, you can finally talk about yourself. Don't give the plug out yet. I'll do that when I get done with this. Okay. And then as soon, then as, soon as I get back, I'll point to yeah, there's a flash flood warning in the South Hills. It says, South Hills, it says, some of the roads in Baldwin have been hit heavily. And I mean new heavily through the storm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm looking here at the, tr- I'm on my computer right now here. I'm going to pull it up right now. I just saw it. Like I said, I, I put a picture of it in the movie. And it says, rain pound South Hills, how are... Yeah. It's a yeah. Yeah, the you know where the bridge is when you're going into town, right? The below the fifty one area? Yeah. Yeah, it says right now, hold on a second, then just mute that for a second and listen to Cindy Lopper I'm jamming. Uh, yeah, Route fifty one has been closed from the West End Bridge to Baldwin Whitehall because the Ohio River is cresting and flooding the thoroughfare. In Baldwin Borough, near Joseph and John Streets, the creek near Bex Run Road is overflowed with debris and Middle Road has been closed because it started to collapse. Yeah. Bethel Park, Valley Drive and Liberty Road is impossible, impassable, and Library Road and Killarney Drive and Castle Shannon has been shut down. Yep. Yeah, it's it's pretty nasty. We didn't get it too bad out here, thankfully. Yeah. But still, that's crazy. Well, we needed a, we needed a little bit of rain, but we didn't need that much rain now, did we? I don't know. As long as you have a candle, however, on, however, if you have a candle lit, however, that's the good thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, where was I? Okay, back to the music. That's why she's coming in August, I forgot. Cindy Lauper. Oh, God. I know. And while we're doing that, we're going to get an update on the NBA and the... uh, yeah, please. Houston is up 11, and Vegas is up early late in the first, one nothing. Who? Vegas is up early, 1-0. Wait. And let's see, uh, some uh, other news. Former longtime SEC commissioner Mike Silver, who basically, uh, like I said, was basically announced he was being treated for recurrence of prostate cancer shortly for retired SEC commissioner in July of 2015. And who got um, Missouri and Texas A&M into the SEC? Sadly, passed away today. At the age of 77. So, former SEC commissioner Mike Silve, however, however, so overall SEC teams during his 13-year tenure won 75 national championships in 17 sports. Believe it or not. So, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with his friends and family tonight. Da 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 da
like I said, hopefully if you get back to TV in the next before 11 o'clock, you have to check it out. Otherwise, you have to see the pictures of it in the paper or some shit will show it. It was brutal, they said. So looked at the trip site, and it was pretty nasty weather. I was in the middle of watching Family Feud and went off. I was finally getting done eating. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, All right, gentlemen, I'm back on. Sorry for the delay, ladies and gentlemen. We're back on. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. Give me just one second as we talk about, of course, today, the birthday of the Godfather, of course. Shingo returned to the USWA at the time he was wrestling as Papa Shingo. The WF, WF worked with the USWA as part of the agreement. Papa Shango was sent to wrestle in USWA, in where he captured the unified world heavyweight, world heavyweight title for a second time. When the title actually upset him as he felt it was done to sell the predominantly black crowd, and after complaining to management, he dropped the belt to Owen Hart. He would leave the company and return to bartending. The summer tour in 1994, and he had a shot at the CWA World Heavyweight title against Rambo. No, not Sylvester Stallone, but somebody else named Rambo. But Lost uh, Wright was returned to the WWF again in late 1994. <clears throat> but there, but there were reports that the Papa Shango character would be brought back to participate in a storyline involving Bob Backlund, whereas Shango's voodoo spells would explain the traditionally good-natured Backlund's erratic and villainous behavior. Backlund had turned heel in the summer of 1994 after he lost a championship match against Bret Hart, but that didn't come to petition. He returned in early 1995 under the gimmick of Kama, the Supreme Fighting Machine, a shoot fighter inspired on Ultimate Fighting Championship fighter Kimo Leopoldo. After his debut, he would join Teddy Biasi's Million Dollar Corporation stable for the feud between Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow at WrestleMania 11. Kama didn't got into a scene with Steve Michael after Kama had caught him a cream puff. On April 2nd, 1995, at WrestleMania 11, Kama on the 10th stage and stealing Undertaker's urn as Undertaker was going one-on-one with King Kong Bundy. Kama claimed he was going to melt the urn down <clears throat> and put it around his neck and make it into a necklace. Through to his word, Kama did just that. Kama appeared at the 95 King of the Ring tournament and thanked Shawn Michaels in the quarterfinals, but both men fought for a timeless draw. And guess five is on because he has no balls. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I'm saying we all know who that was, JD. Uh, okay. He did, no. however, cost Undertaker. Oh, you. Oh, okay. He did, however, cost Undertaker the chance when the Undertaker was fighting Mabel and where Comet kicked the Undertaker in the face. And then defying that, Comet put his hands on one of the Undertaker's creatures of the night, making, making the match. A casket match at SummerSlam between Kama and the Undertaker, where Undertaker put Kama to rest and reclaimed the melted down urn. Kama stayed in the group throughout 1995 and entered the 96 Warrior Rumble match, where he was part. And my balls are itching. <laughs> Kama stayed in the group from 1995 and entered the 96 Royal Rumble match where he was part of the final three until he was eliminated by Diesel. Wright would leave again but would return in 1997. 
And while John's putting this up, I will let you know that now on the live video feed coming in from AWA US, we do have a 2016 Hall of Famer and a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. The Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, has now joined us on there as well. And welcome to 502 of Revolution. Uh, and there were also plans for him to bring back the Papa Shingo character, but he still returned as Kama and now billed under his full name, Kama Mustafa. With less emphasis on his shoot fighting background, he then joined the Nation of Domination. In his return, he teamed with NOD member Farouk to defeat Ahmed Johnson and The Undertaker, and where he pinned. The Undertaker. The group was an all-black group defeated with the DOA and, and, and the, of course, the Los Boricuas. It was big ball. <laughs> I don't want to know about that. Uh, the latter two groups were part of the Nation of Domination and all three feeding with each other as a part of a gang warfare angle WWF came up with. Mustafa became increasingly known as the Godfather of the Nation, a moniker which would eventually become his official ring name in 1998. He stood with the nation when The Rock became the leader shortly after WrestleMania 14. Standing was Maya Villa, Mark Henry, Gila Brown, and Owen Hart after joining the stable in the summer of 1998. Like a ghost time here. Yeah, I know John's talking as fast as he possibly can here. So my life uh, it looks like a freaking ghost time. Oh. Yeah, because of the storm, yeah. Oh, okay. He also competed in the Brawl for All tournament but was defeated by Bart Gunn and then was going to debut his hoes. <laughs> the nation was dismantled in October of 98 after Mark Henry attacked The Rock. Godfather then turned face and formed an alliance with Val Venus. On April 12, 1999, Godfather won the IC title over Road Dogg. Over Gold Dust, or not Road Dust, Gold Dust. He was scheduled to be Owen Hart's opponent over the edge, but Hart sadly was fatally injured during a live stunt fired from that time. Y'all remember that event very well.
Godfather was scheduled to lose the title to Hart's character, the Blue Blazer, that night. Godfather would lose the title instead to Jared on May 31st, 1999. Godfather had a big upset on March 16th, 2000, defeating the WWF champion Triple H in a non-title match. After Stephen Richards had formed the group Right to Censor and led in Bull Buchanan, Val Venus, And Ivory, he also reformed the Godfather, who we now know he changed as the Good Father. Good Father and Buchanan won the tag team titles in November 2000 over the Hardy Boys. The group split up in 2001, right before the invasion angle. Was big balls. <laughs> Um, let's see. The Godfather would be claimed to be legitimate and formed a legal escort agency. Socks it when the lights go out. He returned in the 2002 Royal Rumble match with being eliminated by Christian and Chuck Palumbo. It lasted around four months. He was also part of the SmackDown group and turned into a heel in the process and dropped the hose and then feuded with Val Venus. Godfather was himself suspended from May to August of 2002. <laughs> His final two appearances reverted him to his old persona with the hoe train in tow as he interrupted Billy and Chuck and helped them into admitting their entire gay marriage was a sham and just an attempt to get media attention. He appeared during the Raw Roulette event where he offered Jerry Lawler and Stephen Richards a night out with his hoe train to the victor of their match. Lawler won the match. Wright was then released from the WWE in December 2002 and briefly retired from wrestling. They did make some part-time appearances. In 2005, he interrupted Viscera's for the Godfather's host. He also returned to the ring for the first time where he reunited with his 2000 partner D'Lo Brown to defeat the Blanchards in Oregon. In 2007, he also appeared at the wedding ceremony of Theodore Long with the Marshall in where tried to convince Long and Ron Simmons to get back to the old partying days they had but turned it down, allowing... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, what was the speculation on that, JD? Uh, they haven't announced it yet, surprisingly. You think Who won? Would... They were supposed to have a match last night. Determined if AJ Styles win, he he wants to get uh. uh let's see. And where Nakamura wins and gets to choose the match stipulation. Yeah. Uh, John believes last man standing is where he would think Nakamura and Styles would have to be at Money in the Bank. I mean, that's that's an ideal stipulation for the way, the way these two guys have been going at it here recently. I would think that'd be an ideal matchup there too, John. I do agree. But John yeah, says both men never answered the, both hold on, both men never answered the ten count at backlash after those low blows. I mean, why not? I mean, hey, you've you got to get extreme with these guys. I mean, come on. You can't do a regular match. We've already said that. So, I mean, that's, that's just my personal take on it there as well. John says that's not a bad stipulation in his opinion because of the greatest warrior rumble and backlash. We never had a decisive winner. Uh, Ann's also saying the best part was Oscar showing up and the AJ Styles Nakamura match was awesome. Who won that match last night? Uh, I think John said Nakamura did. Did he? That's what I. That's what it sounds like here to me. Uh, John said there's never been a decisive winner between these two in these two at the last two pay per views, but there's got to be a decisive winner in this one. And John said that's all he's got for his review of SmackDown. Uh, and anything else you wish to add, my dear, for SmackDown before we move on? Uh, while we wait to hear from Ann again, uh, Fonzie, did, did you happen to catch it last night? I watched a little bit today, a little bit, but no, last night I had uh, somebody broke the the uh, the fun out of it, but it said it sucked. So, and I got to agree with that person saying it sucked. So that's why I was saying who won the AJ Styles match to be determined. What Don was saying, I think Nakamura won it. Did he? Okay. I think it's 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 Johnson where Nakamura wins and he would get to choose the stipulation of the match. So uh, what what was that's what, what sounded like to me. It sounded like Nakamura won it. So. Um, so, I, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. And John did make one final point. He said, if the match is last man standing, then this will be it's going to be the first time these two would wrestle in that type of match. So there you go. Um, Fonzie, did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, that's it. Okay. Well, I guess everybody's waiting to hear from some someone here in particular. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's about time here. I think everybody's looking forward to hearing this message here. Of course, this is a WWE, this is a WWS Radio Network exclusive here. This man, of course, like he said, does not pull any punches when he talks about Raw, SmackDown, the pay-per-views and all. If there's something he likes or does not like, he does not hesitate to say it and all that. If he doesn't like it, he does. You would see the biggest attitude in the history of attitudes, I guess you can say. This would be our attitude era, if you will, uh, when this man speaks. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Here he is to talk about, of course, his thoughts and opinions 
about last night's edition of SmackDown Live. Here's the Iceman, Jared Geronimo, with the SmackDown edition of the WWUS Icebreaker. All right, just give me a minute. I'll be uh, taking care of that in a second here, folks. Oh, he's he's getting in the mood, folks. So okay. He's getting mad like Hulk. Okay, Hulk yes. Mad. Hulk is <laughs> angry. <laughs> okay, here we go. And if you thought last night's Raw was going to be bad enough with ice being broken and picked up and shattered, however, and then melted, however, into the night, however, like rain, however, guess what? I'm back. <laughs> okay. For the second night in a row, however, we were in jolly old England, however. And, of course, we had our announced team of Saxton, Graves, and Tom Phillips. We started out the show, of course, with Daniel Bryan talking to Renee Young, however, mind you, however, mind you, however, mind you. And who shows up, however, to try to ruin Daniel Bryan's interview time with Renee Young, but everyone's favorite seven-foot guy, Big Ass, if you will. And, of course, Big Cass couldn't keep his big mouth shut if he knew what was good for him, however. So Daniel Bryan basically made him scream and squirm like the little bitch he is, and as a result, he basically tried to basically hurt him. And he basically did so, however, mind you, however, as Big Cass got what was coming to him, and that was a thorough ass-kicking, basically, and he should have learned his lesson to keep his big mouth shut and not interrupt Daniel Bryan's interview time. Anyway, our first match of the night, Big E Langston, of course, with Xavier and Kofi, Buckwheat, Mr. Boom himself, and Mr. Jiggly himself, however, taking on the Bar Boys. And what happens? Oh, yes. Big E and Xavier end up defeating the Bar, however, mind you. However, in nine and a half minutes, earn a spot in the men's Money in the Bank match up, if you will. The only thing is, however, that was obviously apparent, however, in this matchup is because you decided to have none other than the former IC champion, basically, the biggest tool of them all. Yes, folks, I'm talking about the man who is so foul-smelling, he makes Cleveland's Lake eerie green with algae all of the time. And yes, I'm talking about none other than everyone's favorite little reality star, The Miz, however, who basically decided not to take this week off again because, once again, he decided to sit on commentary and do the commentary with Graves, Phillips, and Saxton because he didn't have a match with Soda. So this week they decided to give him the week off and make him sit on commentary and act like a total jackass in this case. Anyway, speaking of jackasses, however, let's go to our next match, however, mind you, however, which was very unique, however, mind you. The debut of Andrea Sin Almas with Selena Vega, however, if you will, are taking on a jobber, Jay Constantino. I'm telling you right now, people, you may not like this guy. I have become a fan of his since watching him the very first time in NXT. This guy is going to be, at least I hope, a decent wrestler for the SmackDown brand and hopefully will be, of course... Um, a good SmackDown talent person, if you will. But then, who shows up, if you will, however, mind you? Everyone's favorite, however, the Bulgarian brute, the Bulgarian bully, yes, the Bulgarian little bitch, Rusev, who decides to show up, however, mind you, however. And, of course, despite being Daniel Bryan last week, how he wasn't happy about having his usual locker room. Gee, why don't you cry me a freaking river, Rusev, okay? Seriously. 
Then, of course, his boy, Aiden England, shows up, however, mind you, before everyone's favorite, the somewhat ravishing Russian, everyone's favorite little blonde, little Vegas-stripping little whore, if you will, Howard Showgirl, Lana. Goody! As a result, however, Lana tells everyone that next week she has a qualifying match, of course, mind you, however, mind you, against one of the Iconics, the Vegemite boomerang throwing dog, Billy Kay. Yay! And then, of course, Lana ends the segment and tells English what day it would be. And, of course, we hear English sing, It's Rusev Day! Oh, goody. I'm just so excited about this. Then, of course, we go to probably the worst segment of the night, and maybe one of the worst segments of the year, the Mella Celebration. Of course, as a result, we see Carmella, of course, acting like the total stripping Jersey Shore whorebag that she really is. As a result, she thinks she should have a big celebration and everyone should be kissing her ring. I think we have more things to kiss than that. We should just basically put you in a box and send you to drown where sharks should just eat up your worthless, tiny little body, if you ask me. As a result, however, Paige saves us, however, from making this a worse segment, however, mind you, and says to her now she has got a big match coming up at Bunny in the Bank against the Empress. And no, I'm not talking about Anne. I'm talking about the other Empress, however. The one who was undefeated for two plus years before losing to Charlotte, of course. And that is Asuka. Here's a little bit of advice there, Carmella. If you think you're going to be talking smack like you have been to the Empress and Asuka, however, like you did to Charlotte, well, guess what, honey? You're in for a rude awakening. She's going to take your putrid little arms and your little legs, twist them up into a nice little pretzel, and basically have you limp out of Chicago and put you into Lake Michigan where the fish will feast on you for dinner. Because it's not going to be pretty come money in the bank. Because if you think you're going to retain and find a way to escape Chicago still as the champion, guess what? It ain't going to happen. Unless you have to have your friends help you. Because there is going to be no mercy shown on you at come money in the bank. Speaking of which, let us now talk, however, mind you, about the third match of the evening. Becky Lynch taking on the blonde bimbo herself, the fake-looking tan spray wannabe beach blonde bimbo, who should be on the same beach with Carmella, Mandy fake tits Rose, and of course Miss Corn Rose herself, Sonya Deville, in a Money in the Bank qualifier. I am glad, at least for this week, they did not screw Becky over, but they continue to screw her over because they haven't anything for her to do. And I think it's time to either change her character by having her go heel, which I would never think I would ever say those words, but I think it's time they have to. But I'm glad Becky is now in the Money in the Bank match. But, of course, we'll have to wait and see what happens next. Now, it was good to see her beat Bandy Rose and Sonya. Speaking of which, next week we have another qualifying match that has been announced by Paige. And that, of course, is the Samoan Submission Machine, Samoa Joe, versus the seven-foot man who just continues to act like a total douchebag, and that is Big Ass. Here's a word of advice, Big Cass. Don't try getting into it with Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's going to put the Kakina Clutch on you, and just like he did to Roman Reigns before and to many other people. He will put you to sleep. And if you think you have a chance of beating Samoa Joe, uh, Samoa Joe, I can only say good luck because hell will freeze over if you do because I don't think you have a chance in hell of winning next week. 
Anyway, the main event then goes to AJ and Shinsuke. I don't know why they're continuing this feud, Howard, but now it looks like Shinsuke is at least for one night. Howard got the upper hand on AJ. Now the question is, where do they go from here with Money in the Bank, Howard? I don't know, however, mind you, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Anyway, from there, of course, we then go to 205. But all I can say about SmackDown this week before I get into 205 Live is I'm the only one person who does it usually. However, I can say this week's show was not, once again, a great show. Obviously, the only highlight of the show, of course, was probably this whole match with AJ Nakamura. But other than that, what was so exciting about this show besides the debut of Sin Almas and Selena Vega? Oh, that's right. We have two more qualifying matches next week which are going to be both worthless, if you ask me. And, of course, we have to hear once again from the jersey-stripping little whore, little bitch, Carmella, who, as I said before, is going to have her arms and legs ripped out from underneath her by the Empress Oscar. And if she thinks she's going to beat Oscar, good luck. That ain't going to happen. Now let's go to 205 Live now, however. And, of course, our first match of the night was a fatal four-way involving Tiger Bait, believe it or not, however, who apparently, however, mind you, however, who I believe will be in the U.K. tournament, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, of course, taking on everyone's favorite, the video game nerd who continues to just get buried every week and who should be very thankful he's still even in the WWE at this point, TJP taking on Kenny Williams, taking on one of the uh, Lucha Insane Party members, if you will, Kalisto. As a result, Tyler Bate ends up winning here with the Tyler Driver 97 for the victory. Good way to start out the show, I must say. Very good, to say the least. Now, next week, of course, we hear that we're going to have Akira Tozawa taking on Hideo Itami. So I guess apparently the partnership of these two guys wasn't all that great, and they decided to put these guys to go at it one-on-one with each other because, obviously, once again, Road Dog and the whole SmackDown writing team, just like the Raw writing team, continues to be nothing more than a bunch of arrogant douchebags who don't know how to write TV as they are absolutely worth shit. Speaking of shit, however, let's talk about another match that we're going to see in two weeks that will probably be a good match. At least I hope it's a good match on paper. That'll be held in Chad's neck of the woods. Hometown boy Cedric Alexander taking on Mr. Alexa Bliss, if you will, in two weeks, Buddy Murphy. Now, Buddy Murphy has done very well, I must say, the first few weeks, however, on 205 Live, and has delivered some pretty good matches. Why they're not putting him on SmackDown is beyond me, because obviously they are morons, if you ask me. Then, of course, we go to our next match, if you ask me, of course, mind you, and that, of course, is Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, and Flash Morgan Webster, of course, ladies and gentlemen, taking I, on I, Drew Pepperjack Gulak of the Enzo Mori train, which I don't know why they're still having it at all. It's still like James, it was a ghost time. <laughs> James Drake and Joseph Connors. As a result, Mustafa and his team win this match, and that is the end of the show. As this goes 12 and a half, almost 13 minutes, as Ali hits his tornado DDT. And an inverted 450 on Pepper Jack Gulak to pick up the win. So, yeah, once again, just like Raw, however, SmackDown and 205 Live absolutely dropped the ball in every sense of the word as they continue to absolutely do terrible booking. But before we get to that, we want to give you an update real quick on a couple of games. First off, Winnipeg and Vegas are now tied at 1 all early in the second. And Golden State is down 13, is now down 15. Early in the third quarter, believe it or not, against uh, Golden State, so it could be 1-1 heading back to uh, possibly Houston. But that's beside the point. 
the point is this. Once again, SmackDown and 205 Live writes stale television just like they did on Raw, as I said before. And because of that, however, this whole week, however, once again, like it has been for the last number of weeks, however, it continues to be same old crap because you have writers who do not know how to write worth a damn. Taking case in point, Road Dog, who thinks he's the greatest writer on SmackDown and one of the best writers on SmackDown, and turns it into crap with only one good match. Even though it was nice to see almost, you still have one good match on that show. Take Raw, and you heard what I said last night about Raw, because Raw right now is just like SmackDown. They have an idiot who is leading the writing staff in the form of Bucktooth Beaver himself, Kevin Vince McMahon's yes man, if you will, the guy who has his head up Vince's ass, along with Triple H and Stephanie's ass too, the Bucktooth Beaver man himself, who should be out of a job but has not been fired because he's Vince's yes man, Kevin Douchebag Dunn. So, yeah, once again, WWE, you've got to be very happy about how the TV performed you this week. I haven't seen the actual number yet as far as SmackDown goes, but like I said last night on Raw, and I said earlier in the news tonight, you saw what the rating was with a 1-9. You should be very, very proud that you continue to put on same old bullying, bullish, BS crap on television, because this is 2018. This is in 1996 when I said Vince Russo booking. This is 2018. Yes, I understand you have no federations to compete with and go up in the war with, but guess what? You ought to be writing better television, but you're not, because first, you just continue to show that you are nothing more than worth the slugs, and you don't know how to write TV worth a damn. So unless you pick it up, and I say this every week, and I keep on saying it, how and apparently they don't get the point, how and they don't seem to hear the point, how is this? Either change your television, or just start thinking about maybe pulling your shows off. Seriously, I mean enough is enough. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as we said, we turn him loose. He just goes completely, completely out of whack there, folks. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, that was, in fact, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, with the SmackDown edition of the WWUS Icebreaker. Uh, J.D., I think, if I'm not mistaken, you were talking about, you haven't heard anything about SmackDown's viewership. Uh, uh, yeah, I did that. Next yeah, I, Mania, I think it's on there. Yeah, I, I uh, hold on a second, I'll tell you, yeah, here's the viewership, uh, uh, I think, here it is. The viewership did last night 2.298, up from 2.293, considering you had 8.2 million watch the Cavaliers-Boston game. That tells you right there you're getting absolutely murdered. Exactly. That's it. And like I said, as we continue to say here, folks, um, like I said, you know, this, uh, different sports here, folks, are just going to pretty much kind of dominate everything here until, like I said, something that... Uh, um, so you want, like I said, like I said, so if you're a real big wrestling fan here, folks, you guys just just keep on, keep on, like I said, try to support WWE as best you can because, like I said, um, the other sports are just pretty much just dominating the whole shebang here. So, uh, but <clears throat> so, 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 so definitely, uh, definitely, indeed, uh, be uh, be uh, ch- checking all that out here, folks. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like I said, 10.26 p.m., of course, this is Wednesday, May 16, 2018, 1724-444-7444, call ID 138055-POUND, 
episode 502 of Revolution. Like I said, this is, as we said, Wednesday, May 16, 2018. Mr. WS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo, the Human Suitcase Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. Uh, we did have the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach on earlier, but unfortunately we lost the original live video feed, so we do have a part two video up on AWA US right now. Hopefully should be able to join us back on here momentarily. Uh, well, let's see here, guys. We've got a few moments here. Uh, let's see. I am going to make an attempt here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let's see. Guys, this is something we haven't uh, done here in, in in quite a long time here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let me see if I could find something. If I could find something here. Uh, uh, see, there's a few of these that we've talked about here. Uh, well, uh, thanks for the images on Google here, guys. If y'all don't mind, I would like to throw out some at you here. And I'm going to do like one at a time. I'll ask J.D. his thoughts about one. I'll ask Fonzie his thoughts about one. And I'll ask John some thoughts about one there as well. So, you guys, if you would like to play, play along with the try here. All right. Okay. I'm just going through some pictures that I've seen here. But these are like some of the other folks that are here. Okay, I just want to let you know about that. And some may involve some of the same people. I will let you know about that as well. So just keep that in mind here. Uh, okay, JD, I'll start you to start off with you here. As we as one as um, let's see here. Like I said, just through like pictures and everything they've got all set up here and all that stuff. Uh, JD, uh, the first match I have up here. Your thoughts on Kane versus Abyss? Too bad they're not teammates here. This will be a war, however, to say the least, however. But if Kane was 10, 15 years younger, however, in still good shape, he would definitely show he is the big red monster. I think he still has a chance to show that he is big and tough, no doubt about it, however, and I think he'll show why, however, in this one. So you say Kane will win the match, okay? Yeah. All right, Fonzie, uh, you're up next here, bud. Uh, okay, here's, here's one for you to think about. Uh, who would you pick? Um, if oh, you were I can to tell you now, the... Vegas is up three-one as they score two quick goals. So now it's three-one in favor of the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, Vegas. I know. Just, yeah, just put it on. Oh, you got Thank power. You. Oh, you got power back on. Yeah. Nice. Okay, Very I'll good. be back in a second. All right, JD. Fonzie, here is your match right here. It is a. It is. It is. It is a rest. It is at WrestleMania. This is a fantasy matchup. Keep this in mind. It is a first blood match for the Intercontinental title. It is CM Punk versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, CM Punk. You say CM Punk would, would dominate the uh, HBK in this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. <clears throat> okay. Uh, John, here is yours right here. Um let me see. John, your thoughts on Kevin Owens taking on Edge? Uh, 
John says Edge would win that match. Okay. Let me see if Ann made it back on here. Uh, no, she's. I don't see her on here. Uh, JD, have you returned? I'm in the bathroom. Okay. All right. We'll just wait to this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fonzie, we'll, you and John can do some while we wait for JD to come back. Uh, let me see here. Um, Fonzie, who would you pick to win a match? Let me see here. Let me find a good one here. This would be a submission match. Daniel Bryan versus Bret Hart. Daniel Bryan versus Bret Hart? Yes, a submission match. In a submission match. A draw. A, a draw. Yeah, that, that's kind of hard to say. Yeah, I would agree with that, too. They're good. Uh, fine job there, Fonzie. John, uh, your matchup here. Let me see if I can find a good one here. Uh, let's see. I don't think these guys ever wrestled against each other in real life, but we'll give this a shot. John, um, Jimmy Superfly Snuka versus Kane. Jimmy Superfly Snooker versus Kane, John, is the match. John says Kane would win that match. Okay. Uh, JD, are you back with us? No, you're still not back yet. Okay. Uh, Fonzie, we'll just keep right on going here, bud. You're going to be next up here. Uh, uh, okay, here's one. Here's one, uh, Fonzie. Um, ooh, a triple threat match, Fonzie. Very interesting. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Ric Flair versus John Cena. Oh, oh. Stone Cold. You're saying Stone Cold, okay. All right, John, your matchup is, speaking of Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Dean Ambrose. That's a good one. John says Stone Cold will beat Dean Ambrose, okay? Uh, let's check again. J.D., are you back? If you took a I've fallen in the can. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Fonzie, here's another one here for you. Um, oh, this is a good one. Um, CM Punk versus AJ Styles. A draw. A draw, okay. Yeah, that would be that would be a that would be a good contest, so I'll tell you I'll tell you much of yes. Uh John, Rey Mysterio versus Sami Zayn. 
That's pretty good. John says Mysterio would win. I'm back. All right, there's JD. Okay, JD, let's get you a couple. Let's get you. We'll get you. Since you missed, we're going. Fonzie, John, we're going to give JD three matches in a row since he did miss the last three opportunities. So, JD, the next three here are going to be all for you, my man. So, listen very very carefully. Here's a fantasy matchup here for you. Kane versus Kerry Von Erich. Kane. Okay. Okay, and uh, see, JD, another one here. Shawn Michaels versus Dolph Ziggler. Sean, he would own Dolph. There you go. And a triple, and a triple. We'll give him this triple threat match. It's all be pretty good here. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage versus The Rock versus Ric Flair. Savage. Savage. Okay. All right. So we got you in there. So you're all straight there, uh, JD. So Fonzie, we go back to you there, sir. Uh, let me let me find a good one here. Uh, and let's see here. Give me just a second here. Give me just a second here. Uh, da, 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 da. Here, here you go, here you go, Fonzie. Doink the Clown versus Finley. <laughs> Fonzie, I didn't hear you, I'm sorry. Did you say Finley? No, no Finley don't, versus don't. Doink the Clown. Finley yeah, versus Doink the Clown. I'm Doink, sorry. Doink the Clown versus Finley. Finley. Uh, he was Finley. Finley. You might remember as Fit Finley. Keep in mind, he was Fit Finley. I'm going to go with a Doink the Clown. Going Doink, okay. Okay, uh, let's see. John, here's yours right here. Uh, hmm. Give me just a second here while I try to find some more good ones here. Uh, J.D. versus Chad. <laughs> J.D. lays down for me, and I pin him one, two, three. No, I <laughs> I'm joking, J.D. You know that, man. I'm joking. Oh, boy. I can't help myself, guys. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Uh, oh, crap. It's getting harder and harder to find. Uh, okay, uh, um, that one actually happened, uh, oh, crap, uh, I'm just going to make up a, a couple here, guys, if y'all don't mind here, uh, oh, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, here's something, someone did a picture of this, they keep this in mind, John Edge versus Adam Cole, baby, oh, that's a tough one, that's a good one, too. Yeah, it is a good one. Some of these people are just making pictures and stuff, just pasting them together and everything. John says Edge would beat Adam Cole. Okay. That's a draw, I think, because it's too tough to call. I agree. I agree with you. A lot of these I've done, I think Fonzie has pretty much called some ones I told him a draw. Uh Okay, let me let me see if I can uh 
Uh, let me see if I can find some. Uh, okay, uh, go back up here a little bit here. Okay, uh, JD, here's one here for you. I think we something you might have done before, but we can revisit some of these, I guess. Um, I guess that's all right. Uh, crap. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Gargano. Johnny Wrestling, however, if uh, if he was if uh, if, he, if it's heel versus face, I think it'd be a tough one, but Gargano would win. And Gargano would win. Okay, all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me. Um, Bonzi, here's one here for you. Uh, oh, the Miz versus Crimson, which was a TNA guy. That's a good one. The Miz. Fonzie said the Miz would win, okay? Uh, let me see here. Uh, okay, let me see. Uh, that's it indeed. Okay, here we here we go here. Uh uh Ooh, okay, John, here we go. <laughs> this is a good one here. And it's someone I think someone made this one in a video game, but think think look at about this one. John, a six man battle royal over the top rope match. Pitting six of the biggest guys ever, and you ain't gonna believe who they are. So John, listen very carefully. Andre the Giant, Mark Henry, The Big Show, The Great Colleague, King Kong Bundy, and Big John Stud. Holy cow. That's a lot of meat. That's a, that's a lot of talent in the ring. You got that right. As a battle royal, who would win the battle royal between those six? John says Andre. Of course, I would agree with that. All right, uh, J.D., we'll go back to you, sir. Uh Ooh, here's a good tag. It's a good tag team match, J.D. Think about this. The Rock and Sock Connection versus Team Hell No. <laughs> Team Hell No. Oh, okay. Uh, Fonzie. Uh, All right, Fonzie. Goldberg versus the Ultimate Warrior. I gotta go with a draw. <laughs> yeah, which one did you go with? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. I gotta go with a draw. You say a draw, okay? John, uh, your your next one here is ooh, ooh. I got ooh. This is a good one right here. John Harley Race versus Triple H. Oh, that's a good one right there. Yes. The loser has to cut off his sideburns. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making that up. I don't know. John says Triple H would win that match. Okay. Uh, JD, here's one for you. Neville versus Ricochet. Ricochet's tough, though. I would say draw because uh, Neville's good, too. Ricochet's pretty good, too. I mean, I'd say it's a draw. A draw? Okay. Let's see what else we have on tap here, guys. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Andy, we go back to you, sir. Um, a, okay, Fonzie, this is going to be at WrestleMania. This is a universal title match. Randy Orton defending against The Rock. Who is it? A universal title match at WrestleMania. Randy Orton defending the title against The Rock. Wow. I'm going to go with The Viper. Go with Orton, okay. And 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 I I do agree with you there on that. There, Bonzi, very good. Uh, <clears throat> let me see here. And that one. Uh, Bonzi, here's a good one. It's a tag team match right here. This has been a talk about a big time dream match: the Dudley Boys versus the Legion of Doom. I gotta go with it. The Legion of Doom. That's John, that was oh that was John's match. I'm sorry. Uh, I thought he said me. Because oh, it sounded like he said me. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to, if, I, if I if I did, I apologize. It was John's. I'm sorry, Bonson. Uh, right. uh, yeah, it was breaking. My phone was breaking up a little bit anyway. My apologies on it, John. This was your match, by the way. The Dudleys versus the LOD. John says the Dudley was pulled in off of that. Okay. All right, JD, I think we can find you another good one. Uh, here we go. Oh, here we go, JD. This is an excellent one. I think you like this one. Hi. JD. All right, here he is. Seamus versus the British Bulldog. Good match here. I'm going to go with the Bulldog in a close one. Bulldog in a close one. Okay. All right, Fonzie. Here's another one here. Uh, uh, Fonzie, Ricky Steamboat versus Shawn Michaels. You said Ricky Steamboat? Yeah, Ricky Steamboat versus Shawn Michaels. I'm going to go with a draw. Oh, here's Serious. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm going to go with a draw. I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. No problem. Thank you there, uh, Fonzie. Uh, ooh, here's a good one. Here is a good one right here. <laughs> John, think about this one very carefully because a certain person will be listening to you if you're going to pick the winner of this. It is a eight-man tag, NWO versus DX. Yeah. NWO, NWO, in this case, is the Wolfpack. Hogan, Hall, Ash. And the Macho Man Randy Savage versus DX, which is Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and the New Age Outlaws. <laughs> oh man! John said NWO. John immediately said NWO. Okay, good, good boy, John. Very good, very good. JD, here's your good one right here. Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. Good match here. If Shinsuke wasn't kicking low, I'd say he would win. But you know he's going to try something. Anything's possible, however, mind you. Are. So you want to say? I, I'm going to say draw. 
Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of good ones here. You just can't determine a winner. Right, exactly. That are just that good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. Um, okay, uh, Fonzie, here we go. Uh, bear with me here while I look at this very closely. Uh, here we go, Fonzie. Uh, I don't know if this match actually happened, but this would be a pretty good one. Dolph Ziggler versus Chris Jericho. You're on the list, man. Don't watch you, Jay, okay? All right, uh, John, um, let me see here. Let's put Let's put something interesting together here. And I think I've got something very... Ooh, how about a fatal four-way ladies match, John? I think you might like this. And y'all know where, where, I got, where I'm going to get this from, so I think this would make a great match. Alexa Bliss versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Ooh! That's a good one there. Yeah. Charlotte. Uh, that's, that's... Yeah, yeah. And then John, who and, and and that's a good good pick, Fonzie. If you were to pick this match, who would you pick to win it? I like. Sh- I gotta go with the. I gotta go with the Queen, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Katie, you also said Charlotte. JD? What's that? You also said Charlotte in this favorite four way lady. Well, John, John's official pick is Ronda Rousey. I was going to pick that too, and they're all good. What the hell? Uh-huh. All right, Shit. JD, speaking of fatal four way matches, here's one right here for you. Uh, uh, JD, here's a, here's a fatal four way men's match here for you. All right. The Undertaker versus CM Punk versus Sting versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. CM Punk, Austin, and who? Undertaker versus CM Punk versus Sting versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sting. Sting, okay. All right. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, Let me find you another good one here. uh, this is one that's been talked about here for a long time as well. Uh, Fonzie, no, let, 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 let's get your opinion on this. Hulk Hogan versus John Cena. Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan versus John Cena. Yes, that's it. That's the match. Oh, I gotta go with the draw. Go with the draw, though. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay, John, here is your try. Let me see here. Uh, mm, see, I did that one already. Uh, John Brock Lesnar versus 
Might as well take Brock. Okay. Uh, oh, 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 boy. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go right here. Officially right here, J.D. Think, check this match out here. J.D. Check this, check this match out right here. Okay. And Pino Morella versus the Honky Tonk Man. Ah. <laughs> I would say Howard Santino. You would say Santino, okay. I know that they actually met in a, at Cyber Sunday one year, but I'm talking about that would be official, an official uh, uh, that there, okay. All right. All right, uh, Fonzie, your next matchup here is. There's got to be another some good ones here. Uh, Big balls versus small balls. <laughs> oh, here you go. Wait a minute. Here you go. Here you go. Right here. Here you go, uh, Fonzie. I think that's that, that's his turn. Okay, Fonzie. Here is a triple threat match here for you. AJ Styles versus John Cena versus Jay Briscoe. AJ Styles. Okay. All right. Man said it and the man meant it. All right. Uh, uh, let's see. Ooh, okay. All right, John, another fatal four-way match, this time pitting the original four horsemen Rick Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Barry Windham versus Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and the Big Show, of course, the original NWO. John said it says NWO again because if he didn't pick that, Gerard will have a firing squad on him. <laughs> uh, JD, we go back to you, sir. A dream match at WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero. Draw. Draw. I, I agree. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what do we have here? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, give me just a second here while I look very closely. There's got to be something, a good one here. Uh, no. Let's see here. Let's see. Here we go. Ooh, here we go, Fonzie. Here's a good one right here. Listen to this one. It is Fonzie. It's his turn, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Fonzie, listen to this one carefully. Braun Strowman versus the man they call Vader. Wow. You said Braun Strowman versus Vader? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. JD, who would you pick? JD. JD. Yeah. Who would you pick on this match? Braun versus Vader? Yes. Draw. 
What do you think, Fonzie? You gonna say the same thing? Yeah, I'm going with the draw. Going with the draw, okay? Yeah. All right, John. Here's a good one for you: Alberto Del Rio de Janeiro versus Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Eddie versus who? Alberto Del Rio. Eddie. Yeah, this is John's turn right here. Uh, I know, but I'm just saying that would be my pick. Okay, well, okay. Excellent. And, of course, if any, if any of y'all have an opinion about each other's match, y'all can say it, too. John's going to pick Eddie as well. I would agree with that, okay? Uh, let me see here. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness, J.D., uh, you're, you're going to get a big kick out of this one here. This is an eight-man tag at WrestleMania, J.D., okay? All right. You have Kofi Kingston and Big E representing the New Day teaming up with Luke Harper and Braun Strowman to take on the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys versus who? The Hardys and the Dudleys versus the team of Kofi Kingston, Big E, Braun Strowman, and uh, Luke Harper. The Hardys and Dudleys. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. I think Ann Ann says she is pop is texting me saying she wants to she wants to play as well. Okay. And let me, let me guys let me squeeze Ann. Let me get one in here for Ann. Let's see what we get. Yeah, I didn't even know Ann was on. I mean, I, uh, uh let me see. And uh, Sheamus versus Gunner. And who do you pick to win this one? Oh, no. And says Sheamus would win that match, okay? Let's see. Uh who who did I um that was uh that was J D J D did that before I brought in Ann. So Fonzie, I'll go I'll go back I'll go back to you now, sir. Uh let me see what we have here. Um uh, I'm I'm skimming through these as best I can here, guys. This is this is uh give me just a sec here. Um Oh crap! Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Here we go, Fonzie. Sting versus Kane. You say Sting versus Kane? Sting, Sting versus Kane. Yes. Oh, man. JD. Hmm. JD. I'm here. Who would you pick in this match? Who's this one? Kane versus Sting. Stinger. Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard it. I said Stinger. You said Stinger. Okay, what do you think, Fonzie? Uh... I'm going to go with J.D. He helped me on this one, so stink. So you're going to go with that, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> John, let's see if we can find you another one here. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh boy! No! 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 Uh, who's who's going to uh, Chad? Huh? Is this next going to? Uh, I think. Uh, let me see. I think it was, it was because since, since you did one, I think John is it's John's to do one right here. Yeah, yeah, that's John. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Um. Yeah. Okay, John. Here you go. Here's a here's a here's an ultimate women's matchup, a dream matchup right here. AJ Lee versus Lita. That's a good one. That is a good one. Holy shit! The dumpster's floating. <laughs> what happened? Oh my god, what did you say? The South Hills area with a 51 in Baldwin? Yeah, uh, yeah, did you see how the, it got flooded? The, 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 the dumpster's floating on the water, it's moving. Yeah, I told you, it was crazy. Oh my god! Well, someone jumped on top of the dumpster and it's floating away. No, I mean, the rain that came tonight, however, the, I mean. The rain came, uh, Chad? It flooded everything, and it took. You would have. You, you should have seen that they took a dumpster and was floating. That's how bad it was. Well, I, I'm not surprised with what you've been. With what I've been hearing. I'm 51. Uh, John, John says here with. Forward the picture to him and forward it to me. I know it's on channel two, JD. Bucks Run Road. That's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 John. It's CM just, Punk is the guest rep, and John would pick Lita after Edge comes out and Spears Punk. And, and, and they do a live sex celebration. LOL. All right. You would uh, think that, you sick freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Um, let's, find you, let's find you a good one here. Uh, uh, wow. Here, okay, here, here you go, JD. Here's a good one right here. Okay, and I think this one may have happened like a, uh, an independent promotion, but I, I've never seen it happen. So let, let us let's give this one a try. Kurt Angle versus Cody Rhodes. Fifty-one. Cody Rhodes versus who? Kurt Angle. Ooh, good match here. I gotta go with Kurt in a close one. That's a tough one because that's a good match. <laughs> Told you, round fifty-one, JD. This watch channel two. You can see the dumpster floating in the water. I'll definitely check it out. <laughs> round fifty-one and Greasy yeah. Road close too. It's flooded. Hey, JD, JD, after you look at that, forward that to the Entertainment Cavalcade page. I got to take a look at that myself. Oh, you got to see it. It's hilarious. Yeah, put it in the entertainment. No, put on channel two, JD. I, I ha- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to get to KDK. Hold on. Yeah, go to KDK. You'll see it. Yeah, best one right Hold on. I'm going to, yeah, here it is. I've got it right now. It's on Greenlee Road. This is this called. Yeah. You'll see the poster um, floating. Okay. I see the uh, water, JD. Okay. Uh, J.D., in response to what you said to John a minute ago, he said, 
shut up, J.D., before he personally comes over to Pittsburgh and drowns you in the rain. (laughs) 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 But John said he was kidding. Yeah, I'm pu- I'm putting I'm putting a picture of the best one run thing on the movie fans worldwide <laughs> page right now so you can take a look at that chat. Yeah, but JD, look for the tungsten floating. You'll see it. I see okay. it. I just put it on there. I put it on there now. John's asked you, JD, to send send that to him via messenger too. All right. Uh, actually, Fonzie, uh, uh, I'll give you John's cell number. You forward it to him as well, however. Beach view? Holy shit. Yeah. John, uh, John, go go to cbspittsburgh.com, however, in this view too, Chad, and you guys can yeah. check it out. And it says, Route 51, Bex Run Road Flooded Shut Down. And like I said, yeah. there's a video of it, and you'll see the video a montage of it. Like said, John's got his number on here, guys, if you, want, if you want it. He just put his phone number up on here. Oh, okay. Um, Fonzie, uh, Fonzie, forward it to his cell phone or call. No, I'm watching Channel Two right now. This, okay. Well, it okay. Like I said, I just put in the movie fan. Like I said, I just put in the. In case you're wondering, John, I put in the movie fans worldwide 2.0 page. You can check it out, and Chad, you can check that too. Like I said, because there's a okay. picture of it. Yeah, yeah but Yeah. Tell John to go to KDK. Dot com, uh, KDK Pittsburgh dot com. Yeah, check that, that, that's yeah, the thing we want to go to, John. Google it. Yeah, John, go okay. to that. You'll find the story there. Yeah. I'm going to try finding, I'm going to see if they have it on WTAE, too, the other channel, too, and I'm sure they do. Yeah. We've been our last part of evolution is being talked about, about the flood up in Pittsburgh. Uh, so, <laughs> but, uh, I see this. Oh, water, J.D. Well, we, we will be saying a prayer up there, folks, all around our listening audience here. Uh, to our, our friends up there in Pittsburgh, of course, J.D. Yeah. and Fonzie up there, almost pretty much in the middle of it there as well. So we'll definitely be saying our prayers for everyone up there. Hope we, hope we don't lose anybody up there. We don't want we don't want to see that happen, of course. Uh, uh, this is crazy. Let's go ahead and... Uh, Let's see here. Um, let's see. Let me see here. Now I kind of lost track as to who was next here. Um, it was. I uh, think it was me. I think Fonzie. Yes, I think it was you. That was correct. Yeah. Uh, Fonzie, here you go. Here's a triple threat match here for you, Fonzie. Hitting uh, Jeff Hardy versus Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Jeff Hardy, you said. Jeff Hardy versus Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Seth freaking Rollins. Okay, all right. Okay. And, John, we'll do one more for you before we close out the evening here, guys. Uh, uh, let me see here. Uh, ooh, I bet this is one we've been talking about here. You know, uh, let, let's, let's see what everyone says right here. John, your take here on 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 a match at SummerSlam for the Universal Title: Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Oh, that's a good one! Wow. John says he thinks he found the dumpster video. He thinks it's on YouTube. Someone check YouTube, and it may have been put on there. So. 
JD, Fonzie? What? John says the video may be in that. He believes it's on YouTube now. He's saying it's on YouTube. It should be. Let me check. Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, yes. 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 CBS flooding. Hold on. I'll check. Pittsburgh. Hold on. You might be right. Hold on a second. Pittsburgh yeah. flooding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. Bex Run Road, however, <laughs> driver's stuck out. And Flash Flying Spaceman. Yeah, you want to check that. Those two. Yeah. <laughs> And 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 watch out for that thing floating in the thing. That is not a baby roof camp. Well, <laughs> oh, no, a couple months ago, uh, the one part of Pittsburgh was like a bathtub. They called the bathtub section of Pittsburgh. That was shut down. Fonzie knows what I'm talking about too. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay and then they, I said they uh, had one. Uh, I told you about the water main break that happened on Sunday. AJD. Yeah. Guess how many inches of rain is fell on 51? 2.8? Nope. Five inches of rain. Holy shit. Five inches of rain. Yeah, I'm looking at Kim Gable right now. I'm seeing where she was. There's a porch. She was out there in the middle of a rainstorm on Bexward Road where the damn thing was trapped. She was trapped along with the driver. I mean, it, it looked yeah. like a freaking lake. Yeah. That's that's about how You're about five minutes away from there, right? Yeah, I know where exactly that is. Yeah, yeah. so do I. But I'm just saying, you're not that far. Mm-mm. Yeah. You're real close. Yeah. So Chad, definitely check that out on YouTube for our reporting. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny. Yeah, I I, I just said that. Like I said, uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, flat. Like I said, Sunday they had a ten-inch water main break near my house. Imagine that. McKnight Road by Ross Park Mall. You know where it was. Yes, I know exactly where it is. Yeah, yeah but that's five minutes from me. And like I said, I mean, it's just, it. I mean, it's crazy. When it happens, when rain hits here, it's not pretty, let's just say. Well, if you, if you, if you live right by the creek, forget about it, J.D. That's what happened. There was a creek right there and it overflowed, and that's why it would happen. They shut the whole road. But you remember this well, I think, and so do I. And I think this was the worst. Chad, you know about the worst storm that ever hit Pittsburgh. Fonzie remembers this too, I think. Go back to 96, Fonzie. Remember when it closed the point and it was all circled in in the point area downtown? Yeah, yeah. Chad, there's a point. There's three rivers, Ohio River, Allegheny, and Mongahela. Downtown Pittsburgh, I mean, there's the point fountain in the middle of downtown Pittsburgh. It swallowed up the fountain. It looked like a scene out of a movie we're talking about. Yeah. That was back in 96. That was the worst flood I've ever seen. Yeah, but like I okay. said, I mean, the, last year we had some pretty bad storms, but tonight I'd say, however, we have we haven't had a bad storm in a couple months, but tonight I think, yeah, like John said, yeah. how John said, yeah. said it's on YouTube now. It says reporter update. Tim Gable's on there, and then the Bex Run Run flood. It's like a two and a half minute video. I put both of them on already. You definitely yeah. have to check out. It's it's insane what happened tonight. Well, we'll definitely we'll definitely take a uh, check on that. And folks, like let's say a prayer for our friends up there. In Pittsburgh, of course, like I said, the Iceman here, D. Geronimo, and the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie right up there in the thick of things up there. Let's say a little bit of prayer that, that no one gets swept away by this. No, we've already heard that a dumpster has. But let's just hope that that's probably the worst-case scenario right there of that happening. Let's, let's just say a prayer for all those up there. Yep. And I will tell you one quick story here, guys. I actually – I actually, uh, and John, John said he was, he's in one hand left for the evening – 
and he's told you, J.D., and you, Fonzie, to stay safe up there during this. By the way. So I'm okay. I'm okay where I'm at. Fonzie's I'm okay, okay where I'm at. I'm, I'm okay now. I mean, it's not near me. It's about 20, 15 minutes away from me, but on Fonzie's end, it's, they're still just cleaning up the mess. It's going to be pretty much an all-night thing tonight. Yeah. Well, let me go ahead and one quick story here. I actually have experienced a big-time storm before. As I was coming home from work, and I, 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 I used to work a great distance away from where I lived. As a matter of fact, like I said, it, the weather was actually starting to get bad whenever I got on the road, and I had to drive. Uh, I was out uh, on a, a, a major highway, and I had to go back through town to get back to my hometown here in Trinity. And just right when, just right when, you know, in the thick of things, I was halfway out of the city, the next city over, where from where I live now, which is, which is a big town. This is where the, they hold our annual furniture market here twice, twice a year. Uh, I was already halfway home. All of a sudden, it was coming down. It was coming down hard. It was windy. It was you could not. The visibility was z- pretty much zero. Uh, it was it was pouring down. I mean, that was to a point to where half of the city was probably going to be under flood and there was no power around whatsoever. I finally made it home. I was driving, get this, guys. I was driving. At, this was like in the late 90s when I was working out here. Uh-huh. Okay, keep that in mind. I was driving a 1987 Chevrolet Cavalier four-door sedan. That was my very first car. And I wow. managed to get home in a huge storm like this in that little car with unscathed whatsoever, which is like I said, just being yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Other than that, that was it. But by the time I got home, it's not where I'm living now, but the house before the one I'm in now. Uh-huh. Uh, but by the time I got in the got in got in the front door, my power went out, and it was only out for about maybe a, a maybe a day or two before uh-huh. uh, before that time I was able to restore power yeah. out here. So so yeah, I mean I know how it is about the bad weather out here. I mean we, you hear uh-huh. like. like thunderstorms and all that stuff out here, too. So, But, folks, ladies and gentlemen, as we said before, as J.D. and Fonzie have been reporting here of a big-time storm up there around the neck of the woods there in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, let's say a little bit of a prayer there for for, for our friends up there, as well as, of course, everyone. Please, by all means, ladies and gentlemen, if you're up there around that area, uh, please stay safe. And, yeah. uh, like I said, and Ken, for those who have relatives, up around that area, let's all say a little prayer for them tonight. And most like I said, that this, and of course, as I said, that the only thing that they really have a chance to talk about during the newscast and probably show throughout the day tomorrow is nothing more than a dumpster floating halfway down the road. It is crazy. I just saw the clip. It's pretty crazy. Other than that, that's that's all we got on. But, he, on but, here, but, on but off the subject of the weather, I think, I mean, for you college football fans, this is going to blow your mind. We got already some of the best games of the college season. We talked about one of them already which is the interstate rivalry of Pennsylvania. But you want to talk about some great games to start out the college season. Week one, hold on to your seats for this one. Alabama will take on Louisville in Orlando, the first Saturday night of the season in Orlando, uh-huh. 8 o'clock prime time. The next night, Miami is going to take on LSU in Arlington, Texas, believe it or not, at AT&T Stadium. And then, speaking of Arlington, Texas, we return there 13 days later with a good one. Ohio State versus TCU. Uh, that's gonna be, frogs. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a that'll good be game. A good we got some really that'll good games good to start out the year. Absolutely. Uh on that note there, uh J D anything else you wish to add there before we close up shop for the night. 
No, but if you get a chance, however, go back and listen tonight, however, to revisit it, however, or Wrestling okay. Debate, I should say, yes. uh, number 99, however, was definitely a very good thing. Fonzie will vouch for me on this one, however. John came on, and that was in the chat, but uh, we've had a good success of 99 shows so far on the debate table. If you're looking for a very, we went until about 8.30, and then the last 20 minutes, a half hour, were pretty much uh, straight from the hip power, and it was worth listening to. So if you're looking for something to listen to, definitely check it out. I will do so. Uh, Fonz, anything else you wish to add, sir? Mm, no. Okay. Also, ladies and gentlemen, remember to, uh, the lineup tomorrow night. Of course, remember, remember our second installment in NWO Wolfpack will be on tomorrow night, and we'll hit another milestone there as we will hit number 150. Tomorrow, of mm, nice. So, so we're hitting all a bunch of, 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 as they say, land speed records here in the radio network, here, folks. Buckle so, like on. I said, the, the hits keep right on to 2018. It's definitely been a banner year here for us here in yeah. the WWS radio network. So, folks, please join us for that tomorrow night. As of course, we'll have some wrestling news and news and history and birthdays, and who knows, <laughs> have some other fun stuff taking place here as well. For the Iceman, Jerry D. Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, uh-huh. and the Eagles, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for joining us here tonight. <clears throat> and we'll be back on tomorrow, of course, in full force with our Howling Good Time, episode 150 of the second installment, NWO Wolfpack, with our live video feed from Facebook Wrestling Community. Revolution 502 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Guys, take care of yourselves and each other. J.D. and Fonzie, please, by all means, stay safe out there. And uh, like I said, uh, we don't want to hear anything happen. Anybody, anything happened to you two uh, going down going down in a van down by the river? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you go. Uh, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkChew.com. Uh, uh, God bless everyone and have a terrific evening. Good night, everyone. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.